Hello, everybody, and welcome to my spoiler review for Dexter New Blood, episode five, titled Runaway, the Showtime series, the sequel series to the original Dexter show. I am your host, Jacob Bartley, and we are here to get down and dirty and get into specifics about this episode. Oh, my goodness. Hello, Stardew. Thank you for joining me in the chat. I was, you know, it's funny. I was listening to my, the audio version of this podcast. And uh, when a viewer wrote in a question, sometimes I didn't read the question. So I got to make, and I, but I would put it on screen for the YouTube video version of it. So I got to make sure I uh, read those comments and questions. So Stardew says, hello, Jacob. Hello, Stardew. And Stardew also says, totally off topic. How does the 49ers lose to the Seahawks? Damn. Well, really quick, for those who don't know, I'm a 49ers fan. I also do a football-related podcast. I'm actually wearing the t-shirt right now. How ironic. First round fantasy. Go check it out if you play fantasy football. Yeah, 49ers lost to Seahawks. But I, I, I said if Russell Wilson was fully healthy, I would have predicted the Seahawks to beat us. But they beat us. They always play us tough. They beat us four or five times in a row. So what can you do? But we're here to talk about Dexter New Blood. Oh, my goodness. If I thought last week, like, I thought it couldn't get any bigger or more surprising than last week, maybe until the finale. But this episode just blew my mind with craziness. It's it's insane, and I'm going to try to do my best of talking about it uh, for maybe uh, some of the viewers who don't watch Dexter and for some of and the viewers who obviously do watch Dexter. But, oh, my goodness, this is I, like I thought last week was the best episode since the premiere. But, man, I, I hope they keep improving upon themselves. I do want to talk about a couple things um, prior to this episode. So last week on the podcast, I forgot to talk about one thing. And that was, there's a scene at the beginning of the episode in episode four, where Harrison, Dexter's son, talks about his aunt, Deborah. So a little bit of context. Harrison was five in the last season of Dexter when Deborah died. When you're five, you remember quite a bit of stuff. So when uh, Harrison basically says, he says, fuck nuggets, which his aunt Deb cursed all the time. She has the biggest potty mouth of all time, probably on television. And uh, Dexter was like, hey, your aunt Deb used to say that. And he and Harrison's like, oh, yeah, she was fun. Like, I remember her, like, et cetera. And. I just thought that was great because I wondered if he if he remembered Deb. And that was just a pretty great moment. Uh, one other thing for Dexter fans here. So last episode, and I should have did a whole video on this, but it is what it is. But last episode, Harrison listened to a podcast about the serial killer who killed his mom, the Trinity killer, who uses, who uses a straight razor, right? So this podcaster, Molly Park, comes to town. That's how it gets brought up, and he stumbles upon the podcast. Or Audrey sent it to him. So 
He's listening to the podcast and he listens to the beginning and he fast forwards till the end, like near the end, right? They put out on their YouTube channel and on their podcast feed Showtime, they put out the full version of that podcast on the Trinity Killer. And her podcasts are like 11 minutes long. They're short, they're to the point, but they cover all the basics. And she's very just, uh, she curses a lot. She's very, she's like, F you serial killers. Like, it's crazy. But the important thing is, she basically knows like every detail of the Trinity Killer case, right? She knows all the cops involved. She knows almost every single detail. Which means if she knows who Rita is, knows that Rita had a baby when she was killed, she definitely knows about Dexter Morgan. She knows, she probably knows that their son's name was Harrison, which I'm I'm get thinking it was a mistake for Harrison to use his real name in Iron Lake while his dad is using a fake name, Jim Lindsay, but Harrison is using a real name. That's a mistake, and that comes to bite them in this episode, episode five. But anyways, so Molly Park is in Iron Lake. She's investigating this Matt Caldwell murder with Angela, and I'm pretty damn sure either she already knows who Dexter is and is, like, playing like she doesn't so she could kind of crack the case herself and she a, po- a true crime podcaster to be the one who finds the missing Dexter Morgan who as far as I know isn't made out to be a serial killer it's just that if he was caught it would be he faked his death and and moved to Ireland like which I think faking your death is illegal right that's yeah it is there's like a term for it uh abandonment or something like that so anyways, that I have a feeling that it's going to, among other things, it's going to come down to, like, it's going to be brought up that Molly Park knows who Dexter is or something. And we saw her interact with him in season four. She pats him on the back and says, hey, I heard your son did something heroic. Anyways, so though I, I really wanted to talk about um, Harrison remembering Deb. That's important, and I missed it last episode. But also that podcast, go listen to it. It's on the Showtime YouTube channel. It's on their podcast feed in Google Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. It's like 11 minutes long. It's the Molly Park full uh, Trinity Killer podcast. And it's so insightful. It shows you what she knows and what the public, how the public perceives things. Because whatever she's talking about, everybody else pretty much knows. On top of that... She's done episodes on on uh, the Bay Harbor Butcher, and she's gonna do. She says that she's gonna do an episode on the Ice Truck Killer. So, I'm not the first one to bring this up. Other people have talked about this, but if she's doing all those, so the Ice Truck Killer's Dexter's brother, the Bay Harbor Butcher, who they think was Dokes, was was claiming that Dexter was a killer. Like that was what Dokes was doing before he died. He was investigating Dexter and telling everybody about it. So 
two serial killers connected to Dexter, and then the Trinity killer connected to Dexter. This is all going down, but hold your horses. You might be thinking, hey, yeah, she, eventually she's going to be the one to expose him. We In this episode, episode five, Angela, his girlfriend, the chief of police, one of the best characters on this show, finds out that he's not Jim Lindsay and that he's Dexter Morgan. This is the biggest this is one of the biggest revelations in this show so far. But what also ties into that is Detective Angel Batista shows up. So one of the main characters in the original run of Dexter is Angel Batista. And I I did not think we were going to see any of the other original cast members in this show. I really didn't. Obviously, we have Dexter. We have Deborah, who's only lives in Dexter's head because she's dead. We have Harrison, but it's a different actor. It's an older version of Harrison. Those are the only three characters that we've seen and that I thought we were going to see. But wow, they brought Angel Batista back. But so there's several things working into how Angela ends up finding out that he's Dexter Morgan. She meets Angel Batista when she goes to check out the hotel in New York that uh, the missing guy, Matt Caldwell, is supposedly staying at. They ran his credit cards and found out that he was staying there. But obviously it's all a lie because his, he really he's really dead and his dad is faking that he's living there just to make sure his story adds up. But when she meets Batista... She's asking him, hey, I have this case of missing women. Like, how do you how do you deal with this? And he's like, you know, you find a pattern. If th there's a pattern, then it's probably the same person responsible for the crime, right? The, or the murders or the missing people, right? And it all leads to, hey, we had this detective, Deb, who uh, helped us, you know, take down the Bay Harbor Butcher, whatever. And, oh, yeah, she, and then Angela's like, oh, can she help us? And he's like, no, he's she's dead. It was tragic. Her brother died too, uh, left left behind. And he had a little boy. What was his name? Oh, yeah, Harrison. So Angela's like, huh? Harrison. Again, mistake that Harrison's using his real name. Okay, on top of that. Now, I I know, I already know. People are going to complain about, about Harrison going to the party, doing drugs. Because I already hear people saying, oh, I don't want to talk about, I don't want to watch teen stuff on Dexter. Look, Dexter has a son who's 15 years old. It's a real character in the show. So, because he's... A character in the show and he's 15 and he's the second lead of the show you're gonna have teen stuff in the show it just is what it is it's not a bad thing teen stuff in shows doesn't equal bad it can be handled well and i thought they've handled it pretty well on dexter honestly so anyways so as we know harrison's the hero of the school right he stopped the guy who was planning a school shooting okay so the kids 
they show they throw a party for him and it only has the people who are on the guy's kill list so all these people view harrison as a hero who saved their lives awesome right so i could get uh, you know i could understand we're like oh why are we have a teen house party on dexter right first of all what I just said, there's a teen character who's the second lead of the show, so get over it. But also, and I was wondering too, like, what's the point of this, right? Arguably the best point ever. So, in the original run of Dexter, I, I'm telling you, and this is, I'm not the first one to mention this also, though some of the creators have mentioned this. The original run of Dexter has a very... um vigilante aspect to it right it has a kind of comic booky show about it because he's tracking down killers tracking down villains every few episodes or so he's taken out another villain and he takes on this persona as like the dark avenger right or the the bay he's the bay harbor butcher at the serial killer but to the bad guys He's like the Dark Avenger, and they call him that a lot of times, right? So he is always, you know, he's always investigating somebody, trying to figure out if somebody's guilty so he can maybe he can kill them, right? And then he tracks them down. He there's all he fights them. He's always in the streets, breaking into people's homes, looking for evidence. Like that is he's like a detective. Look, it and look. There's been comparisons like Dexter has been compared to Batman. Dexter's been compared like I Dexter a lot of Dexter's season one through eight when he's in the streets looking for villains, investigating all this stuff. It feels like Arrow, the the show Arrow on the CW. At least the first couple seasons, like the good Arrow, where he's out in the streets fighting bad guys. Right? It's it's different, but Dexter has always had this comic book feel to him. Even in one of the old episodes, he goes into a comic book store. And they they have like a Bay Harbor Butcher comic book or whatever, and in like in black in a black outfit and all that stuff, right? So it has that feel to it, like, oh, he's out in the streets taking down people, you know, investigating really all like that's one of my favorite things about Dexter. In this season so far, we haven't really had that. In the first episode, he Matt Caldwell, the guy he, he had to kill, kind of fell into his lap, right? So we haven't, there would be no reason for him to like investigate people, start killing. There's not a lot of crime in Iron Lake. There's not a lot of crime around him. So my point is Harrison going to the party and overdosing on drugs ultimately leads to Dexter find like having someone to kill again because the the doctor tells him like oh we found this in a system these are pills that are found in the streets they're uh they're made at home and even one pill can have a lethal dose in it so the cop i believe his name is logan what i gotta look this up uh yeah it's the it's the other cop like the guy who's under angela uh Logan and first of all 
that character when they first introduced him oh like nice guy not very intimidating they've shown that this guy is not playing around he's a serious cop and when he is onto something or he's working a case or he's interrogating somebody he is not playing around dexter even says damn even i'm intimidated in his head when the guy's interrogating the the drug dealer so anyways my point being about this whole Harrison going to the party, overdosing, it was a, and every story has a plot device. When people say this is a plot device, it doesn't mean it's a bad thing. Every, every story has a bad, some plot devices are good. Some plot devices are bad. This plot device was good to me because it led to Dexter being able to track down killers again. So he goes to this, this little town, uh, close to Iron Lake, finds the drug dealer, and this really, this is when it started to feel like old school Dexter. And I loved it. It, this is, they found a way to naturally bring back Dexter hunting people down. And that is amazing. And I didn't think we were going to get that in this season. I was like, look, there's 10 episodes. How are they going to have time to fit this in? And they did. And it made sense. And that's, that's really awesome. Uh, yeah, so I <clears throat> I thought that was great. And it was so funny how he found the drug dealer. And then as he's about to take the drug dealer out, he uh, the cop shows up. And then he has to pretend that he's fight, that he went to go beat the drug dealer up. They arrest the drug dealer. That leads to the supplier, the guy who makes the drugs. So Dexter goes and finds him. And then we get another kill room. First of all, it was really cool seeing uh, Dexter go get supplies again. He goes to the uh, a farm or a vet or somebody who has syringes and the the horse tranquilizer, and they have wraps. And he has all like all his old supplies. Um, for those who don't know, the way he used to kind of uh, when he would track down a killer, he would. Um, use horse tranquilizer and put it in their neck like right like he'd sneak up behind them and do it so that way there's most of the time he just gets them they pass out right away and there's no struggle or anything he doesn't have to fight there's been a few times where it doesn't work out or the somebody breaks out of the restraints and dexter has to fight them or whatever but for the most part that's how he took out people or just at least like uh, got them unconscious so he can wrap them up but uh, that was so cool seeing him get supplies again. And I love when he he gets like the horse tranquilizer and the syringes and he's like, he sees the wrap, the plastic wrap, and he's like, why stop shopping? And he grabs the plastic wrap. So that was great. Very Look, this episode was full of fan service. And I will remind people, not remind people, I'll tell people, this is not like I said this before, but uh, fan service is not a bad thing. Fan service is a good thing. Think of Captain America using Molnir in Avengers Endgame. That's fan service, but it's incredible fan service. So all this stuff, Dexter getting supplies, Batista showing up, him tracking down killers again, him setting up another kill room. That's all fan service, but it all fits the story and it's it was all done very well and I I was all there for it. I I I freaking loved seeing all these familiar things here. Now look, Last week, I talked about Molly Park and how I loved her in last episode, played by Jamie Chung. 
and how I really appreciated that she added some energy to the show. This episode, I didn't love her as much, honestly. Look, Jamie Chung is still doing a great job. But almost everything that came out of her mouth was a joke. And it didn't feel authentic in this episode. One of the commenters um, from last week, and I'm forgetting your name, but thank you for commenting. I appreciate you viewing these episodes. Um, I'll, I'll remember, I'll make sure to write down your name next time. But you said you didn't agree with me that Molly Park was one of the, um, or that Molly Park worked in last week's episode. And that's okay. Like I said on, the, on our comment, like we can disagree on that. But uh, I kind of, I'm on your side in this episode. It's like everything she says was a, uh, yeah, Dash Rip Rock. That's who left the comment last time, Dash Rip Rock. Shout out to Dash Rip Rock. Thank you for uh, the comment last week. And also shout out to Asmo Day. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, appreciate it. And uh, please come back and subscribe. And let's talk more about Dextra. I I'd love to. but. I agree with you, Dash, on the Molly Park in this episode, at least. Every Oh, I'm dating a new guy. He's a flat earther. It's serious. Like, all these jokes, it's just nothing she said was serious. Everything was a joke. And <coughs> I don't think that was the case last episode. Like, she was seriously talking about the case, about the missing girl. Yeah, she has this confidence about her that doesn't seem like she's taking it seriously. But she was being serious. This episode... I'm kind of with you on that. She was a little bit doing too much. So last week we found out that Kurt Caldwell was at least taking this girl, this girl, Chloe, I think, to a similar looking cabin as the sniper killer, right? Actually, I think he's going to be called the runaway killer. Uh, almost every big bad of season of Dexter, the killer become gets like a nickname that they it's like they're that's what they're called like the trinity killer right we had the ice truck killer the doomsday killer the trinity killer i think kurt caldwell is going to be known as the runaway killer and this episode's called runaway so that's awesome uh so last week it could have been like we weren't 100 percent sure we thought they were maybe trying to throw us off about kurt caldwell but it looks like, yeah, 100% confirmed he is the runaway killer. And hey, RD Films. RD Films is checking in. Sup? Sorry for showing up late, but hope everyone is well. Thank you, RD Films. I, I appreciate you stopping by. Uh, but yes, so we find out that Kurt Caldwell is indeed the runaway killer. He has He takes this girl to that same little cabin thing that he has. And at first, <coughs> she thinks he's just being nice. First of all... If I was anybody, a girl, myself, whatever, traveling in some random town in the mountains in New York and not mountains, but in the whatever, wherever they are, in the woods and in, in the snow, snowy, isolated, small town in New York. I would never go home with this old guy and, oh, my God, thank you for letting me stay in the spare room. Like, no, never do that in the first place. Because obviously like it's so fishy right um so he and it's so weird to me 
obviously people saw her leaving with him at his restaurant last week. So if anybody ever comes to that town looking for this blue haired girl, the last time they saw her was with Kirk Caldwell. But <clears throat> the whole point of runaways is that like nobody's looking for like nobody's looking looking for them, right? They're always expecting them to come back. So that's why he goes after runaways. But yeah, so he's I'm liking uh Kurt Caldwell so far as a villain. Like he's very interesting. He, he takes these girls, he uh and I'm not saying I like what he's doing. He's he's a monster. He's a terrible human being, but I'm saying like he's working as a villain in the show. And it seems like he has a process, a routine, a buildup. He take he traps the girls down there, and it's not like a sexual thing at all. He doesn't. He even says the girl tries to trick him and tr tries to get naked. She knows he's watching him, and tries to get naked and bring him in the room so she could try to kill him. She has like a piece of glass, and he's like, "Stop getting undressed. That's not what this is about. It's not a sexual thing." He's like, first of all, he gets a kick out of tormenting them and then letting them think they got away and then shooting them down. Right. But he also is doing something else. We saw in previous episode with the last girl that he drains their blood and then embalms their body. So he's like, he's keeping their bodies uh, like fresh for some reason. And so anyways, this girl is, I mean, other than going home with the guy in the first place, she's pretty smart. She kind of figures this out. She doesn't start running out into the woods. She's like, no, make me come get me out of the room. And she, when she, he drags her outside, he's like, go run. She has a feeling that she, he's just making her run so he can gun her down. And she rushes him and he shoots her in the face and he starts freaking out. He's like, no, this is not what, what it's supposed to be. He's like, you ruined everything. So he wants to preserve their faces for some reason. He's like creating dolls or something. We'll we'll find out about this. Uh, yeah, but like I said, I'm trying to keep these episodes under 30 minutes. There's is so much to talk about. Uh, Harrison tries to leave, and actually, Kurt Caldwell's the one who convinces him to stay in town, which is interesting. Uh, there's a lot of stuff going on, but Batista showing up is huge love that love seeing him back and uh angela finding out that he's dexter morgan that is the huge revelation so there's a few things that lead up to this when harrison is on drugs at the party he tells audrey angela's daughter that his dad's name is not jim Lindsay. So Harrison, yeah, you were on ecstasy. Uh, you probably drank about 10 beers and somebody gave him you Oxycontin. Okay. I guess you can be excused for saying that because you're on ecstasy, Oxycontin and alcohol. Okay. Uh, but when Angela meets Batista at the thing, obviously I talked about it earlier. He says, oh, this guy had a, this guy who disappeared. His name, he had a son named Harrison. And then when Audrey, uh, Angela gets home, Audrey tells her what Harrison said and connecting the dots there. The episode ends with Angela doing some research on her computer 
printing out an obituary for Dexter Morgan with his face on it. What the hell? This is crazy. I I did not think we were going to get into this in episode 5. Like anything episode 9, 8, 10. But episode 5? Wow. That's that's crazy. That is insane. I, I can't believe it. It's And we get to experience this for the next five episodes, which is pretty cool. Um, so Stardew writes in. Uh, let me get rid of these stupid spammers attacking the chat here. Um, let's get out of here. Come on. All right. So... Stardrew says, wait, Dexter is under the U.S. Marshall Hideaway program, but hasn't told him or her what is happening. Okay, Dexter is not under witness protection. Dexter faked his own death and fled to this town. And he is, Dexter worked for Miami Metro. He He's very capable. He had a backup plan. He had a, a sack, like a bag for, in case he had to, um, go on the run. He had fake identities. He's very capable. He's, I never doubt that he could create his own fake identity and with documents and all that stuff. So he faked his own death because he felt like his sister and everybody, his sister's death was, was his fault. And he's like, I can't live here anymore. And he just faked his own death and went away. Right. So that's, what's going on here. So First of all, that's a crime itself, but he he probably assumes that like if he was found out, somebody would eventually connect the dots that he's the Bay Harbor butcher, that he's a killer. So so that's the kind of trouble that he's potentially in. But it's gonna be interesting. We saw the little promos for next week. Um doesn't seem like Angela's arresting him or you know or exposing him right away she's in it looks like she's gonna question him herself so that that's gonna be insane but it, this is where I think this is all heading look I think Dexter is either gonna tell Angela most of the truth and she's gonna accept it I don't think he's gonna tell her that he's a killer. But I think he's going to tell her, after my sister died, I couldn't handle it. It was my fault. I let my Hannah take my son, and I faked my own death because I couldn't, you know, face the people um, that I knew or something like that, right? And she's going to kind of accept it. She's He's going to tell her, oh, I was a... I was a forensic scientist in Miami. I was a blood spatter analyst in Miami. So she's going to be like, okay, help me find these missing girls. And I think eventually they're going to be working together to take down Kirk Caldwell. Maybe even Harrison, Angela, and Dexter. That's where I think this is possibly heading. But honestly, I did not expect last week to happen with Harrison. I still think Harrison's uh, a killer and is 
you know, very influenced by the Trinity killer killing his mother. I still, and uh, so we're going to get some more of that. But that was insane. And then this week with Batista and Angela finding out about Dexter, like, I don't know what to expect anymore. And I'm all in for it. I, last two episodes, I'm freaking out at the end of the episodes. So that is a really, really good thing. Um, there's a there's some stuff I might have missed. Um, I, I love seeing the kill room again and him taking out this this guy who makes the drugs and how the cop shows up and he has to uh, and he can't stab the guy. Instead, he stuffs coke down his nose and makes it look like a drug overdose. He had to do that before in other episodes. Um I think he had to make make it look oh it was the the tooth fairy killer. He made him look like he had a that he had a heart attack. He basically suffocated him and made it look like he had a heart attack. He didn't actually kill him. Like he didn't stab him or anything. And Dexter says uh he says you don't always get to do things you the way you want to do them. Yeah, uh so you could tell he was a little disappointed he didn't get to stab anybody, but at least he got to take out a bad guy. So yeah, I'm I love this episode. It was fantastic and especially the big reveals in the moments and Batista showing up, all that stuff magnificent. And that's going to do it for this review of Dexter New Blood episode 5 Runaway. Runaways? Runaway? Whatever the case is. But yes. Can't wait for next week. Subscribe to the Bartley and Barnes YouTube channel if you're a Dexter fan. I'm going to keep this show talking Dex uh, ongoing. You know, I'm going to review Dexter New Blood. Hopefully we get new seasons and I'll keep reviewing those. But I'm also going to visit some of the older seasons and I'm going to eventually talk about all the novels. So subscribe to Bartley and Barnes Network uh, and you can check out future Dexter content as well as other stuff are monthly movie show, things like that. Again, you can find me on Twitter at JacobBarley824. And thank you again for watching. I will see you all next time.